0: Welcome to Table Flippers Podcast, an outreach of Greater Works Christian Church here in Lancaster, California. I am your host, Robert Ennis. If you like what you hear, visit us at gwcclancaster.org. That's gwcclancaster.org. Find the Table Flippers link, click on it, and you'll get to our merchandise. Now get ready for a huge dose of truth and a huge dose of common sense. Do you know where they get Bud Light? From the squirrels. Every time a squirrel flushes the toilet, another can of Bud Light. Ladies and gentlemen, friends and family and everybody that I hold dear and all of those who love me and all of those who may not like me at all. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Today is Monday, April 10th one day after celebrating Resurrection Day, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On Saturday, we had a messianic Passover Seder at our church. Remember, when Jesus was celebrating the Last Supper before he went to the cross, before he went to his death, he told his disciples in the Seder, do this in remembrance of me. So, every year, the Jewish people would celebrate Passover and they would focus on uh, Moses and the parting of the Red Sea, coming out of Egypt, coming out of slavery, God setting them free and calling them and bringing them close to be his people and he their God. So Jesus in that setting says, now do this in remembrance of me. It doesn't mean that we don't remember what happened so long ago with Moses and the, and the Israelites coming out of Egypt and bondage and slavery, but it also means that we focus on what Jesus did for us, bringing us out of our own Egypt, our own slavery, and setting us free. So it was a beautiful time. We had a fantastic time. Wonder, I mean, the food was great, the 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 friendship and the conversations, all of that was phenomenal. And We did it in this context or in this atmosphere of focusing on Jesus, focusing on uh, his power, focusing on salvation, focusing on our freedom, focusing on, uh, again, going all the way back to when Moses brought God's people out of Egypt, out of bondage, out of slavery. It's such a beautiful time and a beautiful thing. I don't know why more Christian churches don't uh, celebrate the Passover. We celebrate this thing called Easter, which is the name of a false goddess, we run around and get eggs and chocolate and bunnies and all of that. And now I like my chocolate and I like, you know, the painted eggs and everything. But far more than that, I really love what God did for me, for you and I, for all of us, what Jesus did for us. I wish it could have been done another way, but he was willing to go to the cross so that we could have life life more abundantly, eternal life, and taking a day where we can celebrate him, celebrate his death, burial, and resurrection, celebrate God bringing freedom to his own people. It's a win-win for everybody. I love it. So anyways, I hope you had a phenomenal weekend, a phenomenal resurrection day, phenomenal Passover season. Um, I certainly did. And I don't know, maybe next year we'll have to do something special. I want to follow up on this story because of some things that were going on. This, this Dylan Mulvaney, who has been working with Bud Light and was the, um, uh, it says, Bud Light's partnership with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. And I don't really know what that means, partnership. What does that mean? Uh, did they hire this guy to be a spokesperson for them? Uh, I don't know, but it, they just keep saying partnership, uh, partnership. You know. So, anyways, let me let me read this, and this is from, again, Fox News. This was published April tenth today at five o'clock in the morning Eastern time. So, shoo, that had been about two o'clock in the morning uh, my time. It says Bud Light's marketing VP says she was inspired to update fratty, out of touch branding. With inclusivity, <laughs> Alyssa Hirsch, Hirschide comments came before the controversy surrounding Bud Light's partnership with trans activist Dylan Mulvaney. And by the way, before I read this, I was uh, reading some other articles, brief articles and such, and, and just things that have popped up how, for the most part, maybe not 100%, but for the most part, Bud Light and Hauser Bush has gone really quiet after this controversy popped up really quiet and you know in my opinion I'm not a big you know the CEO of a huge multi-million or billion dollar company I'm not a huge marketing tech guru I'm just some guy that looks at this stuff and does my best to look at it with, through the lens of common sense and I always consider myself a realist I always deal with what is whether I like it or not I I try to focus on what is and deal with what is And well, ladies and gentlemen, this is what is. And this is what we're dealing with. So, anyways, let me read this. Bud Light's vice president of marketing discussed in a recent interview how she was inspired to update the fratty, fratty, not fatty, fratty and out of touch humor of the beer company with inclusivity. Um, That's just like the first uh, sentence of the actual article. And I can already tell you, she should be fired, uh, removed from her position. I'm not a beer drinker, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not a beer drinker, I don't drink alcohol at all and haven't for many, 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 many years. But I can tell you this because I know the people that do drink beer and such. And especially Budweiser, Bud Light and, and brands that are in that kind of genre. They um, like the, I'll use her words, fratty um, marketing and you know the funny things behind it. I don't know if you guys remember the Budweiser, was it the Bullfrogs? And then the Budweiser, was it Weasels? I think it was Weasels. But nonetheless, it doesn't matter. Um, the Budweiser Clydesdales. Uh, um, there was something about all of that, especially the funny ones that people just absolutely loved. You know, and, 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 and you know, um, they had, now this is goes, takes me back before I was married because since I've been married, my wife is the only one that I look at. So I have to go back into the recesses of my mind to find these images. But I also remember Budweiser used to have beautiful women um, as their models, uh, partner. I'll use that part. They were in partnership with actually real women beautiful women you know so there was the funny side of budweiser there was the uh sexy side of budweiser uh there was the fratty side of budweiser and people enjoyed it and people loved it people loved the uh super bowl commercials and they couldn't wait to see what budweiser would bring out you know or display and 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 use to promote their um their beard their brand and now they have this and um Well, let me just say it. This skinny, twerpy, uh, uh, and just very strange, strange character named Dylan Mulvaney as their latest partner to sell Bud Light because this uh, VP of marketing decided to update the fratty and out-of-touch humor of the beer with inclusivity. So by trying to include transgender people okay that are into that men wearing dresses and makeup she excluded all the people that were the customers for budweiser and bud light and it was like a huge slap in the face it was a huge and pardon me for this screw you to the clients or clients to the people their customers people that bought and drank their product and their brand by doing what she did she says we don't care about you we don't care about you we're going to go inclusive, which means to the left, they, ladies and gentlemen, the left, they're not about being inclusive. I mean, I know they say it, but you can say whatever you want. It's what you do. They exclude everybody that doesn't think the, the way they want them to think. And so by doing that, they excluded everyone. Again, these are my people. So I'm not trying to put anybody down because these are my people. These are my roots. But every redneck out there, every person that grew up knowing exactly who he was as a male, as a man, or she was as a female, as a woman, everybody that goes out there works hard to raise a family and doesn't want this kind of perversion in their home around their children, because they want to protect their children and raise them in a traditional fashion, in a traditional home. Well, she excluded everybody that we would have said up to this point in our world, in our time, in our history was normal. To be inclusive to the fringe group, the fringe people that women that want to buzz their hair and dress and act like men, and men that want to put on dresses and makeup, and call themselves women. And when you see this Dylan Mulvaney, it doesn't matter how much lipstick this person puts on, you can clearly tell this is not a woman. And it's not attractive. Well, uh, they say beauty is in the eye, of the eye of the beholder. So to me, certainly not attractive. And certainly not attractive on any of the products I want to purchase or buy. Anyways, I'm getting really ahead of myself on all of this. So let me just keep reading. It says... Alicia, I think that's her name, Alicia, Alisa, Alicia. Heinerscheid yeah, I, I don't know how to pronounce her name, but anyways, close enough, did an interview with the podcast Make Yourself at Home on March 30th, where she discussed her work in transforming <laughs> in that interesting, the Bud Light brand. So now. Bud Light itself is not just celebrating transgenderism, but is transgender, ladies and gentlemen, because it is transforming itself into something it never was before. So now the beer itself is transgender. <laughs> I'm sorry. This stuff is just too funny. I'm a business woman. I'll say it, ladies and gentlemen. I start to laughing and things start going through my mind and then I can't even read. So let me let me start over on that one. I'm a businesswoman. I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light, and that, and it was this brand is in decline. It's been in decline for a really long time, and if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand, there will be no future for Bud Light. Heinerscheid said. Um, I, I will say this, Mrs. I think she's married, but nonetheless, Heinerscheid. Um, if I'm butchering your name, I do apologize. I don't like to do that. you know. People's names is their names. And I'm, I'm not trying to do that on purpose. So forgive me for that. Anyways, but there is a clear problem. She says, I'm a businesswoman. How could she say that if she's into this inclusivity when they don't even know what a woman is? I mean, I guess maybe she identifies as a businesswoman. She certainly didn't act like it in all of this because she really missed the mark big time. Big time. So it's really strange how you know you can identify <laughs> sorry but apparently she identifies as a businesswoman sold herself on that and it turns out that she's not a very good businesswoman um and this is this is interesting what she said I actually listened to the video or watched the video and heard her actually say this so this quote is right on it says uh I had a really clear job to do when I took over Bud Light and it was this brand is in decline it's been in a decline for a really long time and if we do not attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand there will be no future for Bud Light. So her job she felt was to attract young drinkers to come and drink this brand so that, that Bud Light will have a future. I have a real problem with that because you see ladies and gentlemen as I think all of you know, I am in the ministry. Uh, I am actually called to be an apostle. Please don't squabble or get all messed up over titles. Um, I, I I am called to be an apostle. I'm a, I'm the head of our local church here, and I've been in the ministry. Let's see, for about 34, 35 years at the head of the church since the year 2000, so 23 years, and. um The reason I'm telling you this is for this next statement. I've had to deal with a lot of people struggling with addictions. Alcohol, drugs, sex, um, uh, nicotine, smoking, uh, all of these things. Food. Over the years, I've had to minister to and walk people through their addictions. And I do understand uh, that Anheuser-Busch, Budweiser, is a beer company. And the only way that they can make money is if people come and buy their product. But honestly, I'm just going to be frank with you. Ladies and gentlemen, it bothers me. It really bothers me when companies such as this, and this, it would be the same with tobacco, uh, the, 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 the uh, person selling drugs on the street illegally, or legal alcohol such as Budweiser or Bud Light. It bothers me when they target young people, to try to get young people into this lifestyle so that they can make money and salvage Bud Light. Now, I, uh, I'm a realist, like I said, so I understand this happens anyways. And whether they say something or not, it's going to happen anyways. But I want you to think about the foolishness and the arrogance of this, um, uh, this woman who thinks she's a businessman Alyssa Heinerscheid, coming out and admitting, yeah, here's my job. Target young people and get them to drink our beer. I have a big problem with that. And again, I know that it would happen whether she admitted it or not. I know that they target young people whether they admit it or not because once they start drinking and they get hooked, whether it be alcohol, tobacco, whatever it is, they've got a customer for life. But I have a real problem with a company that's so arrogant and pompous and can, doesn't even have enough sense to hide the fact that they're targeting young people. Now, I understand that, that um, you know, here in California, you, you can't drink legally until you're 21. And that's still a young person, especially to somebody like myself. But when I hear people say young person, I focus more on, and I'm hearing more, you know, uh, maybe high school age and sometimes even younger. So again, I have a real problem with this. On so many levels. Because isn't it interesting that Bud Light is now supporting, propping up, and celebrating transgenderism. And transgenders, people, are after our children. And Bud Light has now admitting that they are after, at least they'll say it this way, young people. So they can salvage the Bud Light brand or the Bud Light whatever. I don't know about you, ladies and gentlemen, but the am I just like barking up the wrong tree here? Does that bother you? Is that is that interesting to you that it's that same thread of of kind of strange, perverted, um, you know, well, perversion of, of things that could actually hurt our children and people targeting them. And we're not supposed to say a word, ladies and gentlemen. We're supposed to just sit back. If you're a conservative, but even worse... If you're a conservative Christian, by golly, you just better sit back and shut up because you don't have a voice. You don't have a say-so in this new world order that we're trying to put together. The transgenders are here and you just better suck it up and, and just accept them. And even if you don't, keep your mouth shut. If they're going to come to a library near you, keep your mouth shut. As a matter of fact, keep your mouth shut and send your children. And, and, and if and Somebody from Bud Light starts targeting your children in in this, and they call it inclusivity. You just better shut your mouth and let them drink the Bud Light in the library, watching some transgender person do a sexual dance and try to read a children's book. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, that's where all of this is going. And a lot of people, no, no, no. All you got to do is just start reading and figure it out. You can see this. You can actually see. You can actually see the videos of this disgusting perversion taking place. And I have another article that I want to read to you that shows you I'm spot on the money. Okay, now let me finish this really quick. Uh, Heiner Scheid's comments have gone viral days later after Bud Light and its parent company, Anheuser-Busch, received backlash for partnering with transgender activist Dylan Mulvaney. The beer maker ignited a firestorm earlier this month when it celebrated Mulvaney's 365 days of girlhood Oh, I wonder why. By sending Mulvaney custom-made cans featuring the influencer's face, Mulvaney said the cans were her most prized possession on Instagram with a post featuring um, hashtag partner. A video then featured Mulvaney in a bathtub drinking a Bud Light beer as part of the campaign. Boy, this, um, um, what's her name again? Heiner, Heiner, where is it? Heiner Scheid's. She missed it by a million miles. Because listen, the people that typically would drink Budweiser, drink <clears throat> uh, Bud Light, things of that na- nature, that genre, that group of people do not want to see a screen Skinny twerpy man with women's makeup on, soaking in a tub, drinking their favorite beverage. Oh, so I wonder why Bud Weiser, Bud Light, and Heinz Bush is getting such backlash. I just I can't figure that one out. Every redneck just got ticked off and said, "Ain't drinking this stuff anymore." As a matter of fact, Kid Rock bought three cases of Bud Light and sh- blew him up with his um with his with his gun, with his rifle. <laughs> and, and again, on one hand, I think it's quite funny and very telling. I was just a little upset because that was a lot of wasted ammo on something that's that ridiculous. But anyways, you know, that's okay. Uh, Kid Rock, can, he can afford it, and that's fine with me. It's his money. It's his ammo. You can do whatever you want with it. I'm just thinking, you know, a rock <clears throat> or a um, slingshot would have done the same thing because it's, well, it's Bud Light. <laughs> it's it's as soft as the person whose picture was on it. <laughs> Anyways, let me let me go on. <clears throat> she added further that she had a super clear mandate that to evolve and elevate this incredibly iconic brand. She said that what she brought to the brand was a belief that to evolve and elevate means to incorporate uh, incorporate inclusivity. <clears throat> it means shifting the tone. <clears throat> It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and to men. That's just it. That's just it. Uh, Again, you missed it. You had a clear mandate only in your mind, and that's called a fantasy. And what was going on in your mind, the fantasy that was going on in your mind, Miss Heiner Scheib, again, hopefully I'm saying that correctly, the fantasy that was going on in your mind is just as much a fantasy that's going on in the mind of Dylan Mulvaney and people like him. And that's all it is, it's a fantasy that the rest of the world is expected to treat as reality. And it said, uh, you, you even said it here, you had this campaign, inclusivity means shifting the tone. It means having a campaign that's truly inclusive and feels lighter and brighter and different and appeals to women and men. There again, that's part of your fantasy. You messed up big time. That's part of your fantasy because this does not appeal to true women and true men. It might, it might um, appeal to females dealing with mental illness or males dealing with mental illness and can't figure out whether they are a, a male or a female. Oh, it might appeal to them, but it does not appeal to the true women out there and the true men out there. It doesn't now, and it never will. So as far as I'm concerned, like I said, I'm not a beer drinker, so it doesn't bother me on this end. But I wouldn't care. As a matter of fact, I would celebrate. I would celebrate anheuser Bush completely closing its doors and um, no longer being a, a company producing this kind of nonsense. Close your doors. Close your factories. Close your breweries. Close up all of your uh, warehouses. Shut it all down. I mean I'm I'm fine with that. I'll celebrate that. Hirsch Heiner Scheid suggests that representation is sort of at the heart of evolution. You got you have got to see people who reflect you in the work. Let me read that again because I need to understand what this woman is saying. Heiner Scheid suggested that representation is sort of at the heart of evolution. You have got to see people who reflect you in the work uh, I think what she's trying to say, maybe on her behalf is that this D- Dylan Mulvaney um reflects her and her work there at Bud Light, or is she trying to say that it reflects the people that purchase and drink Bud Light like there's some type of Connection there. I, I, this is see, ladies and gentlemen. This is. I know I keep saying this, but it's true. This transgenderism and the minds and the people that support it and celebrate it. It literally is a mental and or emotional illness. It doesn't need to be celebrated. It needs to be treated, okay? It doesn't need to be celebrated. It needs to be treated so that these people could be set free. And so this woman is from her position of self-exaltation and her self-lofty position is saying things that I know she's trying to sound like she's intelligent, but it doesn't even really make sense. Representation is sort of at the heart of evolution. What? Representation is at the heart of evolution. The representation of what? I mean, it it doesn't even make sense. It doesn't really make sense. She's trying to use phrases and terms and words in such a way that makes her sound really intelligent, but in the end, it's like, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's really strange, ladies and gentlemen. Anyways, let me keep going. <laughs> We had this hangover. I mean, Bud Light had been kind of a brand of fratty, kind of of out-of-touch humor, and it was really important that we had another approach, she said. Listen, when Budweiser, Bud Light, and Houser Bush produced produced the fratty, funny, silly sometimes uh, commercials and advertising campaigns, that's when people bought your product. The moment you try to put this person's face out there as a represent, representative of your brand and saying you're all about inclusivity and representation and evolution and all this nonsense, people just want their frogs back. People want the weasels back. People want the Clydesdales back. Okay, not my pretty pony, Clydesdales big horses. They want the feel-good stuff back that made them feel good about being women, real women, and men, real men. Not this stuff that after they drink two or three of your beers and they look at that picture, they start wondering, is this going to happen to me? We keep drinking that stuff, it might. Anyways, Mulvaney's post caused backlash for Anheuser-Busch, but the beer company defended the partnership. Well, again, there you go, making another big mistake. Anheuser-Busch works with hundreds of influencers across our brands as one of many ways to authentically connect with audiences across various demographics. From time to time, we produce unique commemorative cans for fans and for brand influencers like Dylan Mulvaney. This commemorative can was a gift to celebrate a personal milestone and is not for sale to the general public. Thank God for that, as Anheuser-Busch spokesman told Fox News. Now, This article that I'm reading, it's on the internet right now. I'll I'll put the link in the comments or the uh, description of this particular episode. And right now, ladies and gentlemen, my eyes are kind of burning right now. And I don't mean in a good way. I mean, my eyes are burning. I got a little tear coming down. Uh, uh, My my stomach is starting to feel a little bit nauseous. I'm getting a little nauseated. Because what they have this video playing kind of in the background of or part of this article is this Dylan Mulvaney, and we're going to talk about the whole Nike thing. But in a Nike sports bra and Nike leggings, dancing around ridiculously, this person is like a stick, extremely skinny. And I'm talking unhealthy skinny, all right? Unhealthy skinny. Um, clearly, clearly a male. I'll just leave it at that because it's not a man. Clearly a male wearing women's leggings and a sports bra doing uh, what appears to be a, a bad attempt at um, jumping jacks. Big, goofy smile. And I know this person is extremely happy. That's why the smile. Because people keep paying this person, him, for this. Anyways, I got I to gotta flip it up here because, it, like I said, it really it, it is, it's weird. It's just weird. Let me finish this article. It says in a previous interview with Forbes, Heinerscheid claimed that female representation is a personal passion point of mine. Well then go find a woman. Go find a female. Heinerscheid, why did you go find somebody that thinks or is playing a game who's fantasizing a bit about being a woman? Go find a real woman. Go find a real woman. So if female representation is a personal passion point of yours, go find find a real woman why is that so difficult for you morons at the left to figure out nobody wants to join in oh, let me put it that way let me let me back it up no normal person firing on all eight cylinders okay who's just understands the way life works does not want to join in on somebody's sick strange convoluted fantasy that when we hear about a woman and we turn and we look we want to see a true woman when there's somebody who represents a company a corporation a beer and their face ends up on a can we want to know that if that's it that's a real woman not somebody playing a game so miss uh heinerscheid you you just lied you've been lying to yourself you've been lying to the corporation anheuser busch and now you're trying to lie to everybody who's listening and paying attention female representation is a personal passion point of yours no it's not or you would represent females and you would have females being represented i i know we just celebrated the passover a jewish holiday and it makes me want to go oi jeez Anyway, since the controversy broke out, Bud Light's related social media accounts have been silent. Bud Light has not posted on Instagram to its 377,000 followers since March 30th, and the brand's 311,000 Twitter followers have not seen any posts since April 1st. I wish this was an April Fool's joke, but it's not. Additionally, the beer brand has not posted to its over 7.5 million Facebook followers since March 30th. Brian Flood contributed to this report, it says, and I'm not so sure. Let me just tell you, it was Alexander Hall of Fox News who wrote and published this. So again, this is just so uh, strange to me. This is so strange to me because here's the woman that's behind this, the brainchild of all of this and I just represent a woman, that's a passion of mine. I have female representation, that's a passion point of mine. Then go find a real woman. Go find a real woman. You know, um, stop giving money to a fake woman when you can give that money to a real woman. That'll do a much better job, a much, much better job at promoting your brand. I mean, this is... it's. Oh my gosh! So Bud Lizer hires delusional people, and then can't figure out why people don't want to buy their brands, and why you're in this, you know, in this swamp that you're in. So, anyways, this next article is um, from Mad Mama Bear blog, and uh, I don't know who wrote this. Uh, let me see, Mad Mama Bear. Maybe the name will be in there somewhere, but it's Mad Mama Bear blog. And uh, again, I'll put the link so you can come and read this yourself. Says transgender story time for children? Question mark. Protest p- planned after scary mama rescues a canceled transgender story hour for two to eight year olds. Okay, Denton, Texas. Earlier this month, the North Branch of Denton Public Library planned a transgender story time for children ages two to eight years old. Oh, but oh, you know what? Um. But they say that they're not trying to groom our children. And you know what? After reading that, that transger- uh, transgender story time was targeting children two to eight years old, it makes me realize that maybe they're not trying to groom our children. Maybe they're not trying to hypersexualize our children. Maybe I was just wrong all along. So let me picture this in my mind. A man dressed like a woman with women's makeup on, a wig, a dress, and usually very, very scantily. And not just them walking in elegantly, but dancing around and prancing around like they should be in a strip club. Dancing around a pole in front of two-year-olds to eight-year-olds. Yeah, I don't see how that anything can go wrong. I don't see that how that could be misconstrued as trying to groom children and and in uh, and hypersexualize them at such a young age i can't who are you trying to kid here if anybody anybody that does not see this as grooming sexual perversion and grooming sexual grooming of children starting at age 2 all right you are a bud light short of a six pack it doesn't quite go up to the top it's not firing on all eight cylinders. Do I need, I mean, come on, the elevator don't quite go to the top. There is something off. Shake your head. You might hear something rattle. I'm je- ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, friends, family, in-laws, outlaws. Does anybody believe this even remotely for a moment? I mean, just honestly. Can listen to something like this, that this Denton, uh public library planned transgender story time for ages two to eight years old but still can deny or not see that they're actually trying to groom our children sexually i mean come on really anybody out there anybody please write me and try to make it sound intelligent but tell me why or how this is not grooming Of children. Let me go on. This is the absolute state of America. We actually fund libraries to promote transgender lies to children. The event information is shown below in a post by the Denton Public Library. Now here's the post. I know you can't see it, but it says Storytime has a cute little picture of like a bear, a pig, and a and a mouse. I believe it is like a cartoon. It says uniquely you a transgender Storytime And it says it was set set for Saturday, November 20th, 2021. So this was actually written or published November 19th, 2021, this article. So even though this is about a year and a half old, give or take, this is about a year and a half old, it's as if this could have been written yesterday. All right. I like to try to keep up on things that are like fresh, but this truly is fresh because nothing's changed. They keep trying this and they keep pushing this and it hasn't stopped. So, uh, anyways, it, oh, in the the story time uh, advertisement, it says November twentieth. Join us as welcome transgender families to this story time with children's books that share a message of honesty, love, and inclusion for ages two to eight. Now, let me, let me correct this. Already, I know that they're, they're liars. That's not about honesty because they're liars. They don't even know who they honestly are. Men dressed as women. I'm a, I'm a woman. You shall, call, you shall call me her, she. You're not a chocolate bar. Knock it off. <laughs> Anyways, and then it says honesty. We know that's false. Love. That's not love. That's called lust and perversion. Call it whatever you want. It's called lust and perversion and inclusion. It's not inclusion. It's only inclusion with those who want to agree with them, but they will certainly exclude anybody that challenges them on their lies and their deception and their wickedness. How do I know this, ladies and gentlemen? Because I've been challenged by many of them. Anyways, let's go on. When local parents heard about the event Opposition grew to the event, and the word quickly spread across Texas with the Wit Project, an uh, effort led by former transgender former I'm sorry, not formal an effort led by former transgender homosexual drag queen, planning a protest and plastering flyers for the protest all over social media. Way to go, Kevin Wit! Kevin Wit has been a warrior for protecting children in the state of Texas from harmful indoctrination, child sex grooming, harmful ideologies, and child gender mutilation sterilization procedures. After the opposition mounted, the library changed the name of the event from transgender storytime to rainbow storytime to avoid backlash. The public was not thrown off by, by this name change, as the mission of the event was clearly to endorse transgender ideology, and continued pressure to city council and the library to cancel the event. It was clear by the list of books the library provided that they were promoting transgenderism to young children. Not deterred by the name change, Kevin Witt joined Billboard Chris in front of the library. Now, I guess Billboard Chris is a gentleman. He's a dad. It says a human male who protects his kids from gender ideology. So he's a man who goes out there with these billboards and and, uh, rallies against this kind of nonsense. Let me keep reading. The library later canceled the transgender story time, claiming it was out of concern for the safety of library patrons. The library director stated that they had received hostile messages. Imagine that. People get hostile when they hear that the library that they don't have a choice in supporting with their tax dollars is hosting a program that pushes an ideology that is harmful to children. So, ladies and gentlemen, your tax dollars pays for your local library. All right. So you pay for that. So if they are hosting transgender perversion, you paid for it. And that should make you very, very, very upset whether you have school age kids or not. Your tax dollars, your hard-earned money is paying for this wickedness in the place and in the building you pay for. Let me read this. The library listed the three books that were going to be read at the event. The first one, Read, A Crayon Story by Michael Hall. I Am a Girl by Yasmin Ismail. What Riley Wore by Elana K. Arnold. While the books do not use LGBTQ terminology, these are books routinely used to introduce the theme of transgenderism to young and impressionable children. In fact, here's a video of a hot pink haired sex educator reading the book Red, A Crayon Story, and explaining that it is used to get the concept across to children. Now, I didn't play the video, but there is a link in this article that you can click on that'll take you to that video. So again, when I put the link to this article, you can click on the other link and watch the video if you care to. Uh, Where is I? So you have a story about what amounts to a transgender crayon being read to kids and these gaslighting perverts at the library insist it really isn't about transgenderism at all. I'm a girl. Subtly introduces the idea of cross-dressing while rep- uh, presenting it as simple non-conformity against stereotypes. Sure, not all kids conform to the rigid sex-based stereotypes, and they shouldn't have to, but it is entirely different to encourage children to cross-dress and act like it is the most fabulous expression of authenticity and the happiest thing on earth. In what Riley wore, the transgender ambiguity is front and center, according to one review on Amazon. While the library and the adults supporting the transgender storytime gaslight the public by claiming the storytime really isn't pushing any ideology, pro-family activist and director of Mass Resistance Texas, Stacey Shannon, said, This is just drag queen storytime all over again, but without the wigs. (laughs) Tracy Shannon shut down drag queen story hours across Texas in 2019 with the help of parents across the state by pushing back on city leaders for allowing it and exposing the prostitutes, sex offenders, and other perverts that were part of the child sex grooming program. Denton Public Library certainly had their wigs snatched this week. So, ladies and gentlemen, at least here in Texas, the people that were part of this drag queen story hour in our public libraries included prostitutes, sex offenders, and other perverts that were part of the child sex grooming program. So when you have people that are trying to get involved with this story time hour, reading books to our children, and those people are prostitutes and and known sex offenders. Oh, no, 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 no. How could you say that? They are just grooming our children for a future of sexual fantasies and sexual you know, for sexualization and sex with our children. No, they can't be groomers. Hey, they No, no, no. A prostitute would never do that. A sex offender, who I'm sure is sorry for his crimes, would never want to do that. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't tell me you're so stupid as to believe this, that you don't think that this is grooming our children. Please don't let me ever hear anybody say, this is not about grooming. This is not about this. No, no. It's about inclusion. It's about including your children and my children, my grandchildren, into the sexual perversion that these perverts are choosing to live. And they want your children part of it. They want my grandchildren part of it. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, stop putting your head in the sand. Come out of the closet. (laughs) Come out from under your rock and make a stand. These people in Texas are, and they're making a difference. Let me finish this because this is where it gets interesting and it ties in to something I said earlier. It says, groomers are going to groom. So within 24 hours of the library canceling the transgender story time, even for children, a local mother who began transitioning her daughter while she was still in first grade, had planned the story time at a new location after the owner of a local bar called Armadillo Ale Works, offered to host it and make concoctions for the kids to drink. Seriously? Do these people have any situational awareness at all? Apparently not because Amber Briggle, B-R-I-G-G-L-E, Amber Briggle, was quoted in a local publication as saying, it's perfect. A non-Christian church is hosting it at a bar. That's what this Amber Briggle had said. Now, remember, I pointed out how the vice president of marketing at Bud Light had said that she saw that, and I'm paraphrasing a little bit, her job, her mandate was very clear. Tried to get young people to drink their brand of beer. To woo the young people, bring them over and start... Start them at a early age to drink their beer. Now, I don't know what she um, thinks a young person is or isn't or where that begins. But when I hear young person, I think of not necessarily little children, two to eight, but certainly not adults, you know, in the sense of uh, um, older adults. I think of just young people. To me, a young person is someone, say, maybe from the 15 up to 30, You know, maybe it's just because of my present age. I'm thinking of that, but that's a young person, and they're young to me. But nonetheless, let's say she was innocent in that, and she was actually thinking of young people of legal drinking age. To me, it just doesn't make much difference because you see these transgender perverts, and in this case, this mother Amber Briggle, who's been transition, who's started the transition of her daughter while she was in first grade. I mean, that's sick and that's perverse. And then this bar of all places steps up and says, you can have your transgender pervert story time in our bar. Now put all this together. You got transgender um, story time aimed at kids two to eight years old. It's shut down, thank God, in the local library, but a bar says, I will open my doors to all these two-year-olds, their eight-year-olds, their parents, and anybody that wants to come, and the transgender, and we'll do it right here in the bar. Oh, don't worry, don't, don't worry, don't, 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 don't worry. I'll make some concoctions that are kid-friendly, and I'm assuming that means non-alcohol. But Bud Light to the rescue, ladies and gentlemen, Bud Light to the rescue, because now I'm going to join the transgender movement. With our Bud Light, our brand, and we're going to target young people. Now, I'm not saying any two-year-olds to eight-year-olds were drinking alcohol in that bar. But isn't it interesting that the whole atmosphere, it's a bar. It's a brewery, a bar where alcohol is served. That's their number one, uh, what, what, you know, their, the item that they sell, what they sell, their, what they put out there. That's what they are in existence for is to sell alcohol to people. So they bring all of these children, hypersexualize them in a bar. So now it's a double whammy, perversion that they're not only being hypersexualized, but now the door is being opened to them to their not only their eyes, their heart, their minds to get involved with a with a substance that can destroy their life at an early age. Again, I am not claiming that they were drinking alcohol at that event. I certainly hope they weren't. But they certainly was around it in such a way that it made it look normal and okay to these impressionable little children. Little children do not belong in bars whether they're drinking sodas, iced tea, water, or not. They certainly do not need to be around men dressed as women and hyper, in a hypersexualized manner. They certainly do not need to be around that because what they're setting these children up is sexual perversion and addiction, addiction to uh, um, sexual addictions, perversion, sexual addictions, and um, alcohol and drugs. You say, well, drugs wasn't in on this. It all starts somewhere, ladies and gentlemen. And here in this case, it's starting as young as two years old two years old every one of those adults that were part of this on any level whether it be the the parents bringing them the uh bar workers and the bar owners the uh men dressed as women anybody they should all have been round up put in prison for a very 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 long time very long time this is just disgusting and gross i mean this is ridiculous ladies and gentlemen this is ridiculous. Now I'm not going to read the rest of this article. It's uh, There's not much left uh, there in this article, but I'm going to put the link again up in the description of this because I do want to read just a little bit of another article that again has something to do with this. So I looked up this Armadillo Ale Works. This is the bar where um, these men with the delusion that they're women with this mental illness wanted to gyrate and dance around sexually in a sexually provocative way and You know, quote unquote, try to read books to them, but it's all transgender books to groom them to become and and accept that transgenderism and that hypersexualization, starting as early as two years old, in a bar called the Armadillo Ale Works. And this next article is by Justin Grass, staff writer. uh, Yeah, staff writer at what is this? What's the name of this place? Denton Record Chronicle. Uh, I don't really know what that is, but that's the name of this. Denton Record Chronicle, written by Justin Grass, staff writer. March 27th, 2022. Now, remember the last article about this, the, the story time, transgenders, that was all November, 2021. So just what, November, December, January, February, March, about four months later, yes, ladies, and gentlemen, I still have to count on my hands, about 4 months later, this is written and it's entitled Armadillo L Works announces closure after Sunday. Now keep in mind that was March 27, 2022, so the the following Sunday after this was published, Armadillo L Works closing their doors. This is I think this is awesome. I think this is wonderful. Armadillo Works announced Sunday that the brewery is closing, stating it may be our last day of operations for a while, if not forever. And to that I say, Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They got what they deserve. They created an atmosphere in a bar. A bar created an atmosphere for children as young as two years old to be sexualized by perverts in dresses and I couldn't be more happy that they shut down and the only reason I found this article and the only reason I found that they were I I said I want to find out a little bit more about this armadillo ale works because what I was going to suggest for the people there especially in Texas that you may just want to put out the word to boycott this perverted bar and shut it down. Okay, I wasn't going to call for violence, ladies and gentlemen. I don't do that. I was just going to say, stop. If you go to this place, stop. If you if you want to protect children, stop. If you're as disgusted with any of this as I am, stop going to this place. Don't don't support it. And if you know people that do, tell them not to. Go somewhere else. And so I looked it up and come to find out they are shut down since, uh, I guess that would have been about March of twenty. 20- 22 so a little over a year they've been shut down hallelujah um, I'm just ecstatic over this I am so happy uh, now in this in this I'm not gonna read the whole thing just again maybe mainly for time but they talk about how oh they felt it was covid they never really uh, um, bounced back from the covid shutdowns and all that stuff and you know I don't really care I don't really care uh, I'm just glad that they're shut down that these perverts and these people that allow perversion in their place of business and then allowed bringing children into that perversion in, into their place of business have been shut down. They have been shut down. I mean, thank you, Jesus. And this, what was her name, Br- uh, Briggle? She was saying, oh, yeah, the non-Christian church stepping up and doing this at a bark." Ooh, I'm so happy. Miss <laughs> Briggle, you got that place shut down. You are responsible for that with your wickedness, with your evil, with your bad parenting, with your disgusting perversion. You helped to get that place shut down. You might call it COVID. They might call it COVID. The world may call it COVID. But I, ladies and gentlemen, I know different. My God used even that disease called COVID-19 as a way to shut the doors of this perverted bar and these perverted people that wanted to sexually groom children for their perverted fantasies. Hallelujah. I am ecstatic over this. And anybody listening, anybody that goes and reads this, anybody that knows about this, I, sir, sure pray and hope to God that you went, Hallelujah. <laughs> anyways ladies and gentlemen I'm gonna stop with my singing um I just really wanted to touch base on that to let you know what's been going on with all this stuff and so that you could show that listen when good people stand up when good people fight back when good people say enough is enough we win goodness always triumphs over evil when goodness gets into the fight the problem why are why are we at this heightened level of perversion because good people chose to be quiet too long. So I thank God that there are more and more people rising up and are willing to get out there and let their voices be heard. Go to these these school board meetings and say, no, not in our schools. Go to their city council meeting and say, no, not in our city. Go to these libraries and say, no, not in our library. I'm so elated. Will, can the bars open up? Hey, that's a private business. Let them do that. But know this, that if we are still rising up, still doing what we're supposed to be doing, staying away from those non uh, those places, praying, seeking God's face, God will shut the doors on those things. God will make sure that places like Armadillo Ale Works just cease to exist. And I couldn't be more happy. I could not be more happy. I am so happy. What's what? What's happening with Annenhouser Bush? So many people are so disgusted. That country music singers are dropping it from their uh, from their tours and such, um, walking away from it, speaking up against it, shooting up <laughs> cases of Bud Light. I love it, and more and more people just said enough's enough, and now Budweiser doesn't even know what to do. They went, they just went quiet because they don't know what to do. Number one, fire all these goofy people that are destroying your corporation. Number one, and then apologize. Ladies and gentlemen, they need to apologize. They need to go out there and say, we made a b- big mistake. We should not have celebrated sexual perversion on display. We're going to get back to bullfrogs, weasels, and Clydesdales. And beautiful women. Real, real women. Real, real women. <laughs> real women. But the same thing is going to be happening with a lot of these companies that have bought not just this Dylan Mulvaney nonsense, But the whole transgenderism, people are rising up and saying enough's enough. This is ridiculous, especially when they're targeting our children. They want to pervert and and mess up our our children for their own pleasure? No, 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 no. That's not going to happen, ladies and gentlemen. We're going to rise up. We're not just going to say no. We're going to demand that it stops, and we're going to stop buying their products. We're going to stop supporting them. We're going to stop using them, and we're going to fight back because that's what good people do, ladies and gentlemen. So one more, hallelujah. (laughs) Thank you for joining us at Table Flippers. I truly appreciate you. You can write me at gwccrobert at gmail.com. That's gwccrobert at gmail.com. Please let me know how I'm doing. Remember to pick up some of our merchandise. You can find the link at gwcclancaster.org. That's GWCCLancaster.org. Until next time, be continually blessed.